You're listening to another episode of the Small Business Saturdays Podcast. Listen to them all at smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. The Small Business Saturdays podcast. With your host and my husband. And my dad, Aaron Montgomery. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome into Small Business Saturdays. My name is Aaron Montgomery. I'm with our success group. I am excited to talk to you guys today about dealing with challenges and winning. The key is the second part of that. We want to talk about winning. We want to talk about solutions and finding those solutions. So uh, appreciate you guys tuning in and checking this out and and, uh, listening along. You know, we know that there is no shortage of challenges for a small business owner throughout the course of your day, right? With the the new issues that the COVID pandemic is is causing or (laughs) participating in, you know, the supply chain disruptions, the unable to find employees, the kind of continued diversiveness in the world in, in which we live. And it can just seem overwhelming. And I, I hear that a lot. I get that a lot. Heck, I even feel that some days. So kind of our default is to commiserate and then try to one-up each other and see who who has it worse, so to speak. Why I wanted to share this stuff today is I, I believe that we forget that that energy that, that we spend in that commiseration might be better spent looking for winning solutions, right? And that's why I said the most important part of this is dealing with challenges and winning. We want to come out on top. We want to have solutions. We want to be able to move forward. I want to dive into this and see if we can come up with some solutions and possibly better outcomes for us. First and foremost, I just want to make sure that I acknowledge fully, complete and fully acknowledge that what you're dealing with and the challenges that you have in front of you. I I just want to make sure it's really clear. And I know I don't always do a good job of this. And and I'll tell you a little bit about why I don't necessarily always do a a good job with this, but again, want to come up with solutions. So just acknowledging that. And and I know that your challenges are unique to you and that nobody can truly understand them, but I want you guys to know what my core values are. That the those core values are significance, solutions, motivation, productivity, efficiency, and partnerships. And so when I see a challenge, my brain doesn't immediately go to empathy and the, the idea of condolences. It's just not how I'm wired. Um, it, my brain actually almost immediately goes to work on trying to find a solution on how I can make an impact. You know, it, what I can do to fix the problem. I'm, I'm a fixer, right? And so it's actually um, that side of me is what makes me who I am. But it also, you know, again, the challenge is where my brain doesn't really go to that empathy right away or the, or the condolence right away. So um, that opposite side of it is one of the many reasons why I love my wife so much and, and, and we really connect well is that her core values are the empathy, the appreciation, the joy, the positivity. So she really helps me grow in those areas. And, uh, you know, especially when things are presented to me and I just need to jump right into solutions. So I'm willing to commit to you all that I'm working on that. Right. And, and I will never stop working on that, but I will also never stop working on solutions and motivating actions So I'm willing to commit that to you guys here today, publicly out in the open here. Um, Now, what I would like for you all to do here quickly is just take a moment 
and think of your number one challenge right now in your business. What What is the, the biggest challenge you're faced with in your business? You could share it in the comments if you'd like, or, or just visualize it for me, right? Get, get that real clear visual picture of what that challenge is. And then I'd like you to ask yourself this question. If I took 5% more responsibility for the outcome of that challenge for finding a solution, what would you do, right? Not what should you do. That's actually something that we talk about a bunch in our mastermind group is that we don't want to quote unquote should on ourselves, right? <laughs> and that should, what, what we want to do is what could we do, right? We did the best with what knowledge and ability we had at the time to overcome whatever the challenge was. So it's not a should, it's not a looking back. It's asking yourself, what could you do? What is the possibilities? What are the opportunities? What are the positive sides of this? What are the looking forward potential here? So again, think about your number one challenge. And then I want you to go back, not go back. Think about your number one challenge and visualize it and get really clear. This is a challenge you're facing in front of you right now. Sorry about saying go back. That was <laughs> not right. But so challenge you're facing now. Ask yourself and answer this question. If I took 5% more responsibility for the outcome of that challenge, for finding a solution, what would you do? And that's what I really want to hear. That, that's what, what I really am curious about. Again, going back to my core values of the solutions and its significance and, and all of those things, that, that's what I want to hear. And, and that's what you really want to hear for yourself too. What could you do? Important part being could, not should. We're not going to should on ourselves. So <clears throat> as with many things, um, much of our human nature is, is really not built for us to thrive. And, and in fact, especially not built for us to thrive in our current, current modern day. We've advanced so quickly in such a short amount of time comparatively to what nature evolves that our human nature was built to keep us alive. It was built to keep us alive. It was built to conserve energy so we could have the longest life possible and to keep us alive. And those are amazing gifts that we have from our human nature. All we have to do is change our mindset and, and use the conscious part of our brain, this part that has the language, it has the, the forward thinking, the ability to make decisions um, and, and use that part of our brain Instead of always allowing our, you know, Eric Campbell calls it the lizard brain. I call it the monkey brain. It's that subconscious, that internal voice that we have, that we feel like we have less control over, but yet it continually becomes our decision maker. So, for example, when we talk about human nature and, and kind of that, that monkey brain and taking over, it is natural. It is human nature. It's built into our subconscious for us to want to commiserate. We, we want to feel like we're part of the community. Um, and, and so we need to share, right? And then we need to know that other people are faced with similar challenges. And, and that's natural human instinct. And again, that's a great gift. But what happens in our modern day world is that we're also competitive, whether we know it or not, whether you're actually a competitive person, think you are, there is a, some competitiveness inside of us. It's that the strong will survive instinct in us. And what happens is once we start commiserating, it pushes everyone involved to 
start commiserating deeper, right? Who's got the bigger challenge? I, my challenge is bigger than your challenge. And that's what it becomes. And we get so far down this rabbit hole that the challenges now feel so insurmountable and, and the odds are such against <laughs> against our possible positive outcomes that we don't have any options but to just freeze up. So let me give you an example of this. Todd, not too long ago, shared some challenges he was facing with finding supplies in, in the number of warehouses he had to go through to find supplies. And so let me let me share how and, and this is not verbatim, but this is basically the way that the comments went. I think there's about 20 comments on this particular post. And as you watch it grow down the list, it was I see your challenge. I raise you that I have that challenge plus this. So um, the first comment was. I raise your challenge and uh, of not being able to find stock. And also, I don't have any time in my day because I'm spending any time I had in my day now trying to find stock. And then the next person says, I raise you the lack of stock and the time in the day and also the lack of profit because prices are going up. And then the next person said, I raise you the lack of stock, the lack of time, the lack of profit. And I'm also going to add in there the extra time it's taking for shipping to happen once the stuff does start moving. All right, there we go. And then the next person says, I raise you the lack of stock, the lack of time, the lack of profit, the extra shipping time. And I'm going to add on there the extra shipping cost. Oof, okay. Next person, I raise you the lack of stock, the lack of time, the lack of profit, the extra shipping time, the extra shipping cost, and also the fact that there is a pending holiday shipping times going from where we're at right now, these already extended times, to even worse times, and I'm worried about that. Okay, next person, I raise you the lack of stock, the lack of time, the lack of profit, the extra shipping time, the extra shipping cost, the pending holiday shipping time extensions, and... I'm also noticing that there's a reduced quality of the stock. So I'm raising that part in this whole commiserating competition that we're in. And then the next person says, I raise you the lack of stock, the lack of time, the lack of profit, extra shipping, extra shipping costs, pending holiday shipping times, reduced quality. And my problem is even worse because I can't get the customers to believe the issues are real. And this goes on and on until we just all want to go hide under a rock because the outlook is so grim. But my question to you guys is, is this commiserating working, right? Is this improving your business? Is outside of that initial human nature, human reaction need to have that community of that, that whole, at least I'm not alone feeling, how are those solutions being encouraged? What is this doing for us? So I'm in no way, shape, or form saying that we just need to stop commiserating. And no, it's human nature. Like I said, these are gifts. These are gifts that we have as human beings that we need to nurture. But we also need to use the other gift that we have as human beings, our conscious mind, to change our mindset, right? So we need to look at how we start these things. When, when we start these conversations, and, and Todd and I talked about this a little bit the other night briefly, but what I believe our success group is all about, it's that, you know, our mission is to provide actionable resources and those actionable resources is finding solutions. So when I started our success group, you know, I, I thought the big need for everybody was going to be the kind of the nuts and bolts of running the business and the marketing. And, and, and yes, we still want to provide that. And yes, I know that's still important to you all, but what I've been learning is that 
most of you actually have 99% of all those nuts and bolts already in your tool belt. And they're there and waiting for you to use them, but you don't use them because you're struggling with the confidence, the belief in yourself, the right mindset that we need to have. And so when I see us going down the wrong path on the mindset, I get really concerned, right? And then my anxiety level goes up and then I feel overwhelmed and I want to commiserate. And I have to say, hey, conscious brain, let's look at this, right? And so the gift that I had and that I'd like to share with all of you is at the same time that we were starting our success group, I was going through my success principles train, training and certification. This book right here, the, the, the success principles, um, and now I'm a certified success principles trainer. And I've been racking my brain with how do I implement this more into business and, and our success group. And But what's really been eye-opening to me is that I feel like these things are the missing pieces. And, and at the end of the day, if we can change our thoughts and change our beliefs, then ultimately we end up changing our outcomes. And so that's what this is all about for me is getting out of some of these things. Hey everyone, Aaron here real quick. Sorry for the brief interruption. If you are getting anything out of Small Business Saturdays, please head over to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash SBS. We're going to send you some free resources and give you some more information about our success group and how we might be able to help your company even more. Thanks for tuning in. Now back to the podcast. And I don't think anybody started their business to close their business, right? And and so are we getting to that point where we're finding solutions? So thank you guys so much. I, I didn't want to leave you hanging there because I know there's some good stuff in here. Thank you, Reese. said, good morning. Yes, you're speaking the truth. Good. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad you guys are all on board. I, that's why I love having you here because you guys are, are like-minded like me. And, and that's why I, I love sharing this stuff because if the like-minded folks like us can get together and do this, then we can raise the tide, lift the tide for all the boats and, and make our community better. So, all right. So back to what I was talking about, we would change our thoughts so we can change our beliefs and ultimately change our outcomes. And, and what happens is we have a scarcity mindset, right? It, it, some people call it a poverty mindset and it becomes this need to one up each other and who has it worse. And, and that really just comes from a programmed limiting belief from our past that if we don't have the worst challenge, right? It, it, it stemmed out of the Great Depression all, all the way through to our parents. And, and you know, uh, we're trying not to pass it to our kids. It's getting better, right? And, and there, there's changes happening and there, there's positive things. But what it takes to overcome the challenges is a solution mindset. And unfortunately, in my day, we were not taught that in school, right? It just wasn't what we were taught. Again, I believe that it's getting better. I know that my son, my 10-year-old's in elementary school right now. And I am pretty excited about some of the things that they're learning. They're actually what's called a lighthouse school at his school. And, and they teach the seven habits of highly successful people. Um, and, and they use that as a core um, language that they use. Now, his um, junior high and high school that he's going to are not lighthouse schools. So it's my job as the parent to help him make sure that he keeps that solution abundance mindset going and not let my programmed limiting beliefs, scarcity, poverty mindset get in his way, right? Because what we were taught in school was how to take tests, 
it's how to do what the adults told us to do. And it was how to memorize. I mean, that's what my school experience was. It was not a bad experience. I had lots of great people around me that cared for me and wanted the best for me. And, and I was nurtured and I, I am, it's where I'm at today. But until I started really focusing on improving myself and the success principles, was I able to get beyond some of these limiting beliefs? So for example, if we're going to share a challenge and, and try to itch that need to have that um, commiserating option, why don't we also encourage people to one up us in the solution department that maybe will bring you new ideas? So just an example, and again, I'm not picking on Todd, I'm not picking on, on anything um, because this is current and, and in our minds, this whole idea of the supply chain shortage. Um, it, it, you know, so what if we said, Hey, I was, I was, I'm having a hard time finding X. So here's some of the things that I've tried, right? I've tried a new source or, you know, one of the best examples of a solution, at least an outside the box solution that I've seen so far is my friend, uh, Nathan Leber, who came up with that idea of let's put a spreadsheet out there that everybody can put their excess stock in. And maybe this group, you know, kind of almost, um, you know, uh, I don't know, Uber, uh, <laughs> uh, th this gig mentality of, you know, hey, I'm not a distributor of garments, but I have some extra. And if I can get you some extra and you can get me some extra and da, 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 you know, so, so say, here's the challenge that I'm having. Here's some of the ideas or solutions that I came up. What have you done to overcome those challenges? And then maybe also encourage positive responses only. And then see what that does for you. Try, try that one on for size and see what people start saying. The one-ups become, oh, well, I looked at the stock sheet and then I also contacted my local sewer and they're making me something or blah, blah, blah. I found this USA made company who's doing this, but not a lot of people know about them, right? And let's one-up each other that way. So Again, I want to fully acknowledge and, and kind of put myself in your shoes when it comes to these challenges. They are real. They can be scary and, and they're causing you stress. Heck, they're causing me stress because you're stressed. <laughs> but I, I also want you to realize that even outside of our industry, you know, there are those challenges that people are going to overcome. They're going to figure it out. Um, the, the, car lots full of cars or the parking lots full of cars that can't be at the car dealership because they're missing some pieces. Right. Or, you know, I go to Costco early in the morning to get my package of paper towels because those are in short supply right now in our area for whatever reason. Right. The challenges are real, but people are overcoming them every day. People overcame challenges like this before. Right. Um, and in fact, I'm here to support you and I want you to find a solution. In fact, I care so deeply about all of you in this wonderful decorators community that has been so good to me that again, I get anxiety. I get upset. I get frustrated when solutions are not found, when people are not accountable for their own actions and working on taking things in a positive direction. So I acknowledge that I would like to ask you to acknowledge yourself and acknowledge that you have done this before and that you have overcome many challenges, probably even bigger challenges than this, and you've made it through. In fact, if you've been in business since we started our business back in January of 2020 or before that, you have already overcome a challenge, a bigger challenge than this. 
Have any of you ever printed face masks? That's overcoming a challenge. There, there weren't orders. And so people pivoted, right? That, that word that we used in 2020, you pivoted. You've got through 2020. We're getting through 2021. And things are just going to continue to get better as long as we're focused on the solutions. So you might not be exactly where you want to be, but you're here. You, you at least at the very minimum have a good idea for a business. I promise you that it's a good idea. If it's your idea and it's something you're passionate about, it's a good idea. And I promise you, you will overcome and be successful if you want to, and you choose to believe that you can do it. See, here's the deal. The winners are going to be the innovators. It's the disruptors. It's the outside of the box thinkers. It's the people not willing to believe it is what it is. It just is what it is, right? Because challenges, they foster growth. For example, Facebook came about because Mark Zuckerberg was being challenged to connect with a girl that he was interested in. That's exactly where it started. And look where it is today. I'm not saying it's wonderful. I'm not saying it's perfect. It's now created new challenges that now people that are getting frustrated with the Facebook challenges are innovating, coming up with new ways. Okay, let's clubhouse, TikTok, you know, where the changes are happening. And again, I'm not saying that those solutions are perfect either, but it is the next step. It is the next iteration. It's kind of like exercising in a way, right? When when we exercise, and, and yes, I'm not the biggest exercise person, I need to do it more, but I know that when I exercise, when I work out, right, that I'm actually tearing muscles, I'm actually breaking something, and I'm not tearing them to the point of failure, I'm just tearing them enough that when the repairs are made to those tears, it actually makes my muscles stronger. And that's what challenges in our business do. They are the tears that we need to repair that then ultimately makes our business stronger. So to be able to tackle the challenges we talked about earlier, about if we can change our thoughts and our beliefs, our frame of mind, our mindset, then we can change our outcome. So um, <coughs> Re, I think, appreciate you sharing this. She says, I constantly get frustrated with myself for lack of confidence. I'm working on it. And, and there you go. So you are, you've got the challenge in front of you. You're admitting to working on it. You're admitting that you have the challenge and, and then you're working on it, right? I'm right there with you. I, I have days where I don't believe, you know, it's, well, do I need to go get a real job, quote unquote, real job, right? Or do I need to, you know, not do this, right? When, when OSG is not gaining new members, I get nervous and people not like me. Ah, right. And, and all of those things come about and the confidence drops and all that other stuff. But I know at the end of the day, if this is important to me and I'm passionate about it, that if I put myself in the right mindset and I believe it's possible, I can do it. So the next thing I want you to do when you're faced with a challenge is I want you to stop. I want you to take a moment. If you need to leave the room or do some exercise or, or whatever it's going to take for you to clear the negative parts of the thoughts about that challenge. And, and maybe it's not, you know, maybe it's just like, okay, challenge, ah, fear, scary. Okay, quick, Aaron, stop. Let's think positively. That could be enough. But maybe you're really in deep on this one. Maybe you just need to get up and walk out of the room. You, I, I'm not sure if, if you've heard this or not, but this is actually a, a scientific true fact that when we walk through a doorway, our mind shifts and, and we 
it, so like if you've lost your keys, one of the best ways to find where you put your keys is to walk back into the room that you were in the last time you remember that where your keys were. Right. So that's the way our brains function. It's like we leave the room, we leave the space, we leave the environment. And now we're into a new environment that we have to, to manage and, and deal with. And so our brain clears out everything from before. So again, maybe it's just leaving the room, whatever it's going to take to clear out the negative emotions that are in front of you because you're thinking about the challenge. And then once you've done that, then I want you to come up with at least three potential positive outcomes. I'm not saying that these are the solutions. What are, what are the positive potential outcomes that this challenge could do for you? What will facing and overcoming this challenge potentially bring for you in your future that you might not have had otherwise if you were not forced, if your hand was not forced to deal with this challenge? So I'm going to give you some examples. I'm going to continue on with our supply shortage idea here, and I'm going to give you some examples, but I would love for you guys to share. And again, even if you don't want to share what your challenge is, and even if I don't get the context of what you're saying, I, I, that does not matter to me. What I want you to do is I want you to share one, two, three potential positive outcomes of facing the challenge and overcoming it. All right. So again, I'm going to go back to our example. And while you guys are doing that in the comments, I'm going to go back to our example here and share some potential positive outcomes of, of our current supply shortage. So the first one, and, and I've got more than more than three here because I want to give you guys plenty of options um, that we the new potential outcome could be that we have new, stronger relationships with our customers because you're going to be having more interactions with them. You're gonna be working together with them more to solve these challenges, to say, what's an alternative? How can we still take care of your problem while dealing with the challenge that we're faced with here? You're going to build stronger relationships with your customers if you face this challenge head on. The second potential positive outcome is you might have alternative options. You're going to be forced to find new sources and new ways to source your products more than ever before, and you might end up with a source that was better than the one that you were using before, so you don't have to go back to the old source, right? <clears throat> so that's the second positive potential outcome. The third positive potential outcome here is that you're going to have better processes. You know, you I, I've heard it several times that people just have, it takes so much more time to place orders and, and do all of that ordering of, of things now. And so my guess is there were probably little issues or little things that you just dealt with in your process since ordering kind of used to be so fast and, and those little minor annoyances just were like, yeah, not, not that big of a deal. But now that it's taking more time, that little annoyance has now become a glaring problem and you have to fix that problem. And so maybe you're going to build, if as OSG members, you know that our five keys is workflow and organization. So we need to build an SOP, a standard operating, excuse me, standard operating procedure for better streamlining your orders. So you're gonna end up with better orders. Um, let's see here. Next one, more sustainable opportunities in your supply chain. You know, maybe you're able to, and in your supply chain and also switching your customer's mindset. You know, they, they've maybe gone through the pandemic and what used to be important to them, cheap stuff, fast, all that other stuff might not be so important to them anymore. And because you're getting closer to them 
and there now are a lack of those cheap options. And now maybe there's an option to open your customer's mind to and pocketbook, right? To some better available options, more sustainable options, more things that we can um, do better for the entire world there, right? Okay, so there's the next potential positive outcome. Uh, next option that, or next positive potential outcome is maybe you're gonna have more local supply options and resources available to you after this. If the garment's made in the US, and it's not going to be on a boat in a port waiting to be offloaded, right? So um, now those people that make those garments in the U.S. have to have their supply chains tight, but there are U.S.-made options available. They are not the same, but they might be alternatives. They might have enough positive benefits that your customer is willing to take a look at that and even pay a little bit more money for. And I even know some people who have partnered with their local sewers, um, those types of people, upholstery shops, whatever, and they're working together to create items that they were needing. And that seems like a great potential positive outcome by over facing this challenge is now you have a new fun partnership where you can not only get the things that you were getting before, but maybe now you can also open up to new innovations and new product opportunities that you never thought was possible because it wasn't in one of your supplier's catalogs, right? So there, there's that. And then last but not least, and in fact, probably I think one of the best potential positive outcomes here is we can start breaking away from, it's just the way I've always done it. Um, it, it allows us to innovate new ideas and find something better. In fact, when I first went to work at Coastal Business Supplies as the new sales and marketing manager there, um, I put a, a picture on my door and I've shared this before, but it was a picture of a guy getting gored by at the running of the bulls in uh, Spain there. And uh, it's one of those kind of mem type things. And at the bottom of it, it says, just because we've always done it this way doesn't mean it's not incredibly stupid. Right. And, and that was my, my idea going into that. I'm the new guy. I get it. You don't like change. Change is hard, but we are going to make changes and we are going to find better solutions. And we're actually going to make your lives and jobs easier. And so the same thing's happening here. Yes. This is what we always did. We always called up XYZ distributor or placed an order online and okay. Yes, I get it. Perfect. But are the big distributors really the best option? Do they have their customers best interests at heart? Honestly, I've not seen a lot of innovation out of them. You know, I'm going to ask them. I will ask directly because so I'm, I'm not just trying to call people out for the sake of calling people out and, and maybe I'm missing something and I will admit it if I'm wrong. But everything that I've seen out there publicly, uh, the videos that they've posted, the the conversations, the letters they've written to their customers are them telling us the reasons why we're in this point. But I have not yet once seen any of them say anything about here's what we're doing to fix the problem other than it'll be 2020 before we get our stock back up. Right. And so what are they doing? Are they air freighting? Are they Cut, cutting their profit margins to keep prices down. I know they're going to use this opportunity to raise their prices, but how are they participating in the solutions? So this is going to make enough people mad that it will drive innovation. 
It's going to push more suppliers into the spotlight that maybe we didn't know of before that have a little different mentality and mindset and lots of potential good come could come from this. So what are your guys' potential positive outcomes to the challenges that you have in front of you? I'd love to have those. I'd love to share those with others. So please put those in the comments. And then I also want to give you one last thought before we get into some actual solutions here. I, I know we talked about potential positive outcomes, but I, being my mission to be providing actionable resources, I want to leave you with some solutions. But before we get there, I want to share something a good friend of mine told me when I was talking to her about how do we overcome this mentality of the scarcity mentality with these supply chain shortages that we're coming up with. And my friend, Addie, who's a success principles trainer, and she actually works with uh, youth and, and changing their lives and the challenges that they face. She suggested you need to put on your oxygen mask first. And I was like, Oh, interesting. I, I like the idea. Tell me more. And she said, the meaning of that is we need to make sure that we're focused on ourselves first so that we can show up as our best selves to support those we need to support. You know, the, the family, the kids, the community, those who you feel or are actually responsible for. You know, both those things are, are actually the same if you feel responsible or you are um, <laughs> uh, technically responsible for them. You can't help them if you've not taken care of yourself first. So because if you haven't taken care of yourself first, you're not going to be creative. You're not going to be able to try new things and you're not going to be able to lift their burdens because you're too busy carrying around your burden. So make sure that you're thinking about solutions that are going to mean you put your oxygen mask on first. Okay. All right. So are you guys, I told you it'd be a little bit longer than 30 minutes. I, I was thinking that we'd be, you know, maybe a little bit shorter than this, but I think we're, we're, we're good on time. So hopefully we're, we're plugging along here. Are you ready for solutions? Aaron from our success group here. I wanted to share with you about our book group, a program here at our success group where we work through a curated business book monthly. Each month, OBG will read and review a book covering different themes to give you a well-rounded education. These books are easily consumable. All are between about a five to 10 hour read or listen time. That's the other important part. There's always an audio book available too. Part of this group, there's a managed engaging Facebook group that's going to help you stay accountable. This group is moderated by a wonderful action taker, Wendy Rossman. Wendy's an active member in the OSG community, and she's also somebody that's going to help your business grow. At the end of the month, there are Zoom calls that encourage action. Knowledge is only as valuable as the action you take with it. And that's what we're all about here at Our Success Group. Check it out today at OurSuccessGroup.com forward slash OBG. And let's get started today. And, and the first set of solutions I'm going to offer up are going to be in the mindset issues. How do we go from blaming, complaining, excuse making, commiserating those natural human instincts into finding solutions. And like I said at the beginning, most importantly, winning, right? We, we need to get ourselves in the right mind space to be winning. And then I'll also give you a, my, a couple of my ideas for actual nuts and bolts type solutions if that works for you. All right. So number one, we need to drop out of the ain't it awful club. 
It's the, the ain't it awful club. Got it right with the quotes. <laughs> and, and speaking of quotes, I, I found this quote um, when I was kind of thinking about this whole concept of the ain't it awful club. And it was actually in, in the book here in the success principles book. And this gentleman is a renowned Marine artist. His name's Wyland. And he sums th this whole idea of dropping out of the ain't it awful club pretty well here. He says, and remember, he's a Marine artist, so this will make a little bit more sense here. There are two types of people in the world. There are anchors and there are motors. You want to lose the anchors and get with the motors because the motors are going somewhere and having more fun. The anchors will just drag you down. So you have to make deliberate decisions about the groups you are in, about the posts that you read, about the news you turn on, about the people you listen to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? It is your responsibility to decide <laughs> what incoming stuff, information, blah, 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 you take in. And so if you want to be a successful six, seven plus figure business, even you know, whatever your idea of success is, you need to then surround yourself with people that are already there. You need to surround yourself with people that are walking the walk and talking the talk. They're not, I'm sorry, talking the talk and then walking the walk. And so, you know, the maybe that, and again, I'm not picking on anybody, just kind of pointing out some examples here um, of, of, uh, things that I've seen that maybe people could change. So maybe that crafters group that you've been in for a long time that is now turned into people showing off all of the copyright stolen artwork and how to do things on the cheap and um, all that kind of stuff. Maybe it's time to start moving yourself out of that group. You know, maybe you got some solutions at the beginning and then it served its purpose and that's great. And you want to be grateful for it and you want to thank, thank them for their time. But if they're not able to serve you into bringing you up to that next level, it's probably not worth your time. So, you know, the people who like to share their problems and then one up people to prove that they have it worse are probably not the people for you. I'm not saying you need to like say, oh, you're a bad person, go away and, and just completely shut them out. What I'm saying is you have to make decisions about how you interact with them. And if you're constantly going back to that, that situation, then you need to start removing yourself from that. Maybe you need to say, Hey, I appreciate that you've got those challenges. If there's anything I can do to support you, I love and care about you, but I'd prefer not to start off every conversation with here's the problem that you have in your life right now. Right. And then for me to then share my problem and then we go, Oh, well, mine's worse. Right. So that that's important. We have to drop out of that eat an awful club. I personally have been intentionally reaching out to more positive, more impactful action oriented people and trying to really kind of gain time with them, setting up calls. I've joined a mastermind group and I got out of another mastermind group that wasn't serving me. And I've joined my own mastermind group. I love dealing with the folks in the, our success group mastermind group, because again, we're all trying to move forward and we're, we're trying to find positive solutions. And so I've been really intentional about that. And, and, and then I've also been very intentional about spending less time interacting with those who, again, seem to start off every interaction with, here's the crummy thing that I'm dealing with right now. And again, it's not to say that they're not. It's just to say, I can't help you with the solution if we stay stuck in the problem. All right. So that's number one. We need to drop out of the ain't it awful club. Number two, we need to focus on the have not the have nots. 
So doing things like having a gratitude journal, uh, having affirmations that you, are important to you, doing things that bring you joy, you know, trying to find ways to interact more with your friends, your family, your pets, your great customers, the activities, the hobbies, the craft of making, you know, the community that lifts you up. What are the haves, the positive sides of this? This is where new ideas and solutions come from. It's this state of mind of having that abundance, right? So that's where all that comes from. Um, and those ideas also come from those people and those things. You're never going to find a solution in the problem as that's the problem to begin with, right? So you can't find the solution in the problem. You have to find the solution on the potential positive outcome that we talked about earlier. So that's number two, focus on the haves, not the have nots. Number three, I want you to release your limiting beliefs. Um, we have to identify, we have to figure out where they came from. We have to figure out the core root of where these limiting beliefs were installing us. And then you have to release them and you have to replace them with new beliefs that are going to serve you as a whole opposed to holding you back. Now, you can certainly do this on your own um, and, and uh, plenty of stuff out there, meditations, different things that you can look up and, and releasing limiting beliefs and, and find all sorts of great stuff. But um, I believe this is so important. And my wife also believes that this is so important to people's long term success that we actually developed a workshop that um, will basically kind of supercharge this whole releasing your limiting beliefs. In fact, it used to be called releasing your limiting beliefs. Maybe some of you even attended and hopefully it was very helpful to you. Um, we've, we've renamed it to kind of get a, a different uh, look. We got some feedback that people weren't quite understanding and it's now called unlock your potential. In fact, uh, see if I've even got a banner here. I may or may not. Yep, there it is. If you go to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash unlock, you can read more about it. But here's the deal. We do it once a month. We've uh, put out dates for the next five months. And uh, we actually had one scheduled for last Thursday, but didn't have anybody sign up. So we had to cancel it or we, we didn't do it, right? So my guess is either you didn't hear about it or you didn't understand what it was about. Or maybe you didn't have any challenges that you're stuck on, right? You didn't have, you don't have any limiting beliefs. And if that's the case, all that stuff, totally understandable. But if you do have challenges and limiting beliefs and something that you're stuck on, I would love to support you to supercharge and, and get rid of those things by spending 60 minutes with myself and my wife going through some uh, very proven techniques that we learned from the success principles and the training and stuff that we've been through there. So check that out. You know, maybe that could be an option for you. Oursuccessgroup.com slash unlock. It's only $19.99. We just needed to cover some expenses so we can bring this to you. It's only an hour of your time. We do ask you to really play full out and invest that full hour. We've set up times that are on Saturdays and evenings, Friday afternoons. So over the next five months, there's got to be a time that works for you. So get in there, check it out you know, see, see what's up. And then after you're done with that, we are actually going to leave you with stuff that you can go back to that and do it on your own afterwards. And you're always welcome to come back and do it again. There, there's, you know, I'm 47 years old. So I've had 47 years of things being installed in me, not out of uh, like people trying to hold me down, just out of reality of life, right? We, we listen to the negative guy more than we listen to the positive guy. And we've got to figure out a way to let that positive guy win 
if we want to be successful. So that's number three. Number four, and take that off of there, get that out of the way. Number four is accountability. You know, if, if you're not an OSG member, uh, there's plenty of accountability inside of our private members group. We've got a lot of great people that are very positive and, and working towards towards that. So there's an option for you. You can become an OSG member. Um, we have challenges that we do to kind of move forward and take action and find solutions. Um, you can join a mastermind group. As I mentioned it before, I love our Masters of Success group that we've got. And uh, in fact, we're starting off on a, a new um, kind of journey here starting on Monday. And I'm really excited about that because we've kind of combined groups together to get even more positive mental attitude going forward. Um, you can find other mastermind groups or start your own mastermind group. Um, you can get an accountability partner, somebody that you check in with daily and, and you say, hey, here's what I'm working on. Here's the solutions I'm trying to find. Here's the challenges I'm overcoming. And then they do the same. And when you're accountable to somebody else, it makes you move forward, right? So accountability is number four. Now, number five, I said I promised that I would get into some actual nuts and bolts type solutions as well. And I believe that this is a perfect time to tighten up your options and to focus on your core customers. You know, we need, we need to stop chasing the latest and greatest and trying new things and get back to focusing on what has worked or what we believe will work and asking our customers, what is it that you need that I can focus on? Yes, I know you might need this little thing over here, but why did you come to me in the first place? What's the core reason that you work with me? What do you love doing business with me for? And then once you have that information, then you can focus in on the best ways to source that core product and, and find the right alternatives and, and do all those things. Because when you're for, focused in, excuse me, when you're focused in on your core customers and, and on the core products that you're going to be really good at, right? You become the best in your niche because your core customer is your niche. <laughs> See how that works? We, we spend a lot of time trying to figure out what our niche is. But one of the best ways to look at our niche, if you're already in business and you already have customers that you love doing business with, whoever they are, that's your niche, <laughs> right? And it's probably a little bit of who you are too. That's your niche. So when you're focused in on your core customers and core products, you become the best in your niche, in your space, in your community, because you're focused. So that's number five, that nuts and bolts, tighten up your options, focus on your core customers. Number six here, I want you to get stronger relationships with the vendors and find new ones where you need to. Even if you don't need a new vendor, now's a perfect time to start looking for other opportunities because the worst time to look for new vendors is when you absolutely need them. They will not show up. But when you don't need them, they're easy to find. And so start getting that list together. Maybe try a couple orders there. Just, just start building those relationships with your vendors. If you've always ordered online from your core vendors and you don't have a rep, and, and this is a big part of what your business is, you should be able to get a rep. If you can't get a rep, that's probably not the right partnership for you. So whoever your core vendor is, your, your number one vendor, who do you spend the most money with in your business? If you don't have a rep there, it's time to get one, right? And then it's time to get close to them. And it's time to ask them, what are you doing to make sure that we don't have these challenges? What are the solutions that you are working on? How can I participate 
in the solutions that you're working on. How can we do this together? I need to build a relationship. So that's number six, build stronger relationships with your core vendors. And then last but not least here is number seven. I want you to get stronger relationships with your employees or other stakeholders, right? Um, now, maybe you don't have employees, maybe you're a solopreneur, um, but there's probably other people in your life, a partner, a friend, a family member who either are actively or inactively involved in your business. They, they know what's around. And I want you to build a stronger relationship with those people in understanding what's going on in your business, right? We get frustrated. We, we've got things that happen in our lives and, and people might not know, but the other stakeholders, the employees, the people might not know what's actually going on. You've got to get transparent with them. You've got to help them understand what you're dealing with because, and then make sure that you're also willing to understand what they're dealing with. Because when you both know what the challenges are that you're facing, then you can get around them. But if you're just trying to get through your challenge and you're asking somebody else to come along with you and you don't know what their challenges are, they might not be able to help you because they can't even get around their own challenge right now. So you have to get closer to them. You have to, again, if you have employees, you've got to understand what it is that they're doing and, and make sure they understand what it is that you're faced with. And not again, as a commiserating, as a, here's what we're challenged with. Here's what we're trying to do to find solutions. I'd love you to be a part of that solution, right? So um, I think I've probably told this story before, but what the heck, I'll, I'll tell it again. Um, we all know that finding employees, especially in the service industry right now is, is very challenging. If you've ever gone out to a restaurant lately, um, you'll find that, you know, the wait times are longer, that they've got empty tables because they don't have enough wait staff and things like that. We find it all the time. Our, our local Red Robin, um, we've just, we, we used to love going there. You know, again, it's a chain. I get it, but it was just, it was consistent. Our son liked it. We could get in and get out and everything was great. Now, even when there's nobody in the parking lot, there's still a 30 to 45 minute wait. There's empty tables all over the place because they just can't get staff. They've got signs all over the place, now hiring, all that kind of stuff. And yet just up the street from them is a Dairy Queen that every time we go there, there's at least 10 to 15 young people that are in there working um, and, and are happy and smiling and seem to be getting along. And, uh, you know, even when it's off what I would consider like a peak time and I've gone there, they still have a ton of people there. So it seems like they almost have a surplus of employees. And I've actually talked to the person that owns that and asked them, and they actually do have a waiting list of people that, of young people that want to be employees there. And I asked them, I'm like, well, you guys, what pay $30 an hour or something like that. She's like, Nope, we, uh, are just above minimum wage, if not minimum wage, depending on what the job is. And, um, you know, but what we do is we make sure that we let them know that we care about them. It, it's a, it's a lady who owns the franchise and she kind of feels like she is all these young people's mother and she takes care of them like they are her own children. And, and she knows about their lives. She knows about their schools. And what's happened is as she's built these relationships with these young people, they tell their friends who then tell their friends. And so when they go off to do something else, their friends are waiting in line to get a job and then their friends and their younger brothers and sisters. And, and it, it just builds and grows. So she's gotten closer with her employees and she's built a relationship and she knows that, and she knows that, that they are important to her business. And in turn, they know that they are important to her and she's going to be there for them. 
right? She's not there to be their friend or any of that kind of stuff. She's there to be their employee, employer, and in a sense, kind of their second mom. <laughs> so, um, you know, what, what can you do to build stronger relationships with those people around you that will then help you get to that place where now we start finding solutions? Hi, I'm Kyleen, and you're listening to an episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. Do you want to subscribe to the Small Business Saturdays podcast? Head over to smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. There are tons of ways to subscribe. Click on your favorite and grab all the information about growing your small business. Let me recap the action items that I had in here for you, and then I'll call it a day unless you guys have any other comments, questions, or ideas. But I'm going to recap um, all the things that we talked about, including all the action items that we just did there. So the first action item here is to take 5% more responsibility when faced with a challenge. Think about when I'm faced with this challenge, if I take 5% more responsibility for the outcome, what would I do? Not what should I do, what would I do or what could I do? So would or could. Um, secondly, when faced with a challenge, I want you to stop, clear out the negatives, and then look for three potential positive outcomes and list those, share them, talk about them make that be your conversation and then see what that does for you instead of here's the challenge. Uh, things are terrible, right? Okay. So that's number two, number three. And this is where we get, got into the actual action items at the end, drop out of the ain't it awful club. Number four, focus on the haves, not the have nots focus on the, the abundance, the things that you do have, the things that you're grateful for. Uh, next one here is install new positive beliefs potentially using our unlock your potential uh, workshop, if that's right for you or whatever you need to do to get over those limiting beliefs, those roadblocks that are in front of you. Next, get some accountability. Join the OSG membership if, if you're not already. Mastermind group, Masters of Success group, I would love to have you in there. Uh, accountability partner, your own mastermind group, whatever it is, get some accountability. Somebody that's going to hold you accountable to finding solutions not just always pointing out the problems. Uh, next, tighten up your options and your customers. So reduce the number of product SKUs that you're dealing with so you can more easily find when you have to go to seven different warehouses to find different stuff. And, and then plus getting closer to your customers so they can guide you and help you find solutions. Um, and then the last two, stronger relationships with your vendors or finding new ones. And last but not least, stronger relationships with your employees or other stakeholders. So there we go. That is Small Business Saturday for today. I hope that was helpful for you. I hope you're now able to deal with those challenges and come out on top and be winning. However you want to look at that, whatever that positive outcome is for you, it's all up to you. And not in a scary, oh my God, I have all the responsibility, but in an empowering, you can do whatever you want to do. You have the ability, I believe in each and every one of you. If As long as you don't give up on yourself, then I will believe in you. And even when you're a little unsure of yourself, I still believe in you. I just don't want you to give up on yourself, all right? And, and I will continue to believe in you as long as you believe in yourself. So there we go. Small Business Saturdays for today. Next week, we are going to be talking about is it fear or is it instinct and kind of deciphering the two and, and um, using 
the instincts that uh, are, are good to listen to and, and getting rid of the fears that are just holding us back. That is next week's program on Small Business Saturday. So tune in for that and uh, appreciate everybody being here. Have a wonderful rest of your Saturday and I will talk to you all soon. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Small Business Saturday Podcast. We appreciate having you as part of the community of listeners. Tune in for the live video sessions at facebook.com slash aaronmontgomery.info to become part of the active community. You can contact me directly at aaron at montcoconsulting.com. Thanks again for listening.